Here we are, back again. We, we did it mm-hmm. again. This, this is 20. <laughs> we did it 20 times. It's amazing. We've done 20 of these. I'm so proud. I'm shocked that we have a non-zero number of, of patrons. That's. I know. I'm so excited and thankful. That's bizarre. That's awesome. Thank you guys so, so much. Agreed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We do, I, I wish we had the time and whatever to do extra stuff or something. We'll have to figure out a way to do that at some point. Yeah. But uh, as of right now, my, my my hand is threatening to seize up and not work anymore because of the <laughs> <laughs> because the of the amount of editing of, that he does. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Uh, it's 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 very bad. <laughs> my brother was telling me he figured out a way to just use a mouse with his left hand. Oh, can you imagine that? No, it's uh, uh, and I am very I am very ambidextrous and no. Can't yeah, do that. I don't know. He said it's weird, but we'll get used to it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, I believe him. Yeah. I just don't know if I can do it. Well, do you do the the hand exercises and the hand stretches? Yeah, all day, like all day Aww. to to make to <laughs> for pain relief. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. So it's lots of happy pills for you. What about you? How are you doing? I made a cool salad the other day. Hell yeah! What kind of salad would you do? It's called a uh, a salad nichois. Um, and it's a particular kind of salad um, from, I don't know, from France. And a dinner here is never second best. We used uh, bib lettuce and just regular, you know, romaine lettuce. And then it's got um, uh, hard-boiled eggs, cooked potatoes, but cooled. Okay. You know, it's like, like in slices or however you want to do it. And then um, cooked green beans, but cold. Black olives, uh, tomatoes tuna fish and uh, normally onions and peppers but I hate onions and peppers raw so we didn't have those in um, and then my mom it it's, takes a, a calls for a very particular kind of dressing um, my mom made that and it's just it's really pretty and it's fucking delicious like it's one of the best other than a cob salad it's fucking awesome Cajun food gets a little shout out uh, yeah because it's spicy and the thing is with Cajun food, yeah, it does. It is. We do like spice, but we just like things with a whole ton of seasoning. Is what it really right. is. Right, right, right. It's not so much like we're gonna burn your fucking mouth out. It's like we like a lot of salt, a lot just, of herbs, mm-hmm. a lo- you know, with some a good amount of peppers so that it's got some kick. It's just yeah, because you're eating bugs. <laughs> I mean, we do it to like pork too. I mean, you know, sure, and sure. and and all the vegetables and everything. Just whatever yeah. you're putting on it, put a whole bunch on it. Like, what's the point otherwise? Yeah, the the part problem I have with this particular scene, although it's kind of cute, you know, to to watch them, you know, doing that. There's no, they can't replicate the sweating and the red face and the choking sounds, and you know, because because when you watch somebody eat a hot pepper. Like it's physically happening to them. Oh, you know, yeah. their whole body is reacting, especially with the sweating. And neither of them are doing anything like that. Like they're doing their best, you know, with the choking and the oh, oh it's really hot. But they they can't replicate the sweating. They could have at least had some like peppers or some actual Cajun food on the set. You know, I feel like you could get away with that with just kind of like I don't know, spritz a little water on the face. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, I mean, they wouldn't have been able to make them their faces red, but I mean, but it depends on the person how red your face gets, I guess. But sure, but you yeah, can. They, sure, I, yeah. I feel like this is a makeupable thing. You know, absolutely. Well, they could have like held their breath or you know something like that. Yeah. But yeah, they don't. They don't do any of that um, kind of thing and it kind of it, it hurt a little i was like come on you guys <laughs> you know yeah and the spice was blue did you notice that like he offered it up to to paul and it was you know it was like blue no. powder or something yeah it was weird i was like whoa that's really odd because it was not you know you expect it to be red but it was not that's fun that's a that nice cool. touch i like that idea because yeah. it's like why should foods on another planet look like ours like we would assume right. something red or black like black pepper or something like that yeah, but, nah, yeah it's it from fucking blah blah blorp blorp so <laughs> yeah it's blue sure exactly. fucking why not yeah i like yeah. that the look on to paul's face is pretty good too because she's just like Meh. The warriors on Gablark Gablark um, use it to test their courage, and she's like, "I don't. My courage doesn't need testing." Yeah, great comeback. When I heard that, I thought, "Well, that's probably the best line of this entire episode." Oh yeah, and we're yeah. five seconds in, and yeah. <laughs> we've already peaked. Yep, dialogue wise. <laughs> uh, she 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 does a pretty good job the rest of this episode but that's you know but she is really ball. good she's starting to uh i want to talk about this later but i think that at this point she's starting to hit her stride with this character yes she's really good in it even when she has very little to do she's still great oh, yeah yeah it's fantastic but yeah mm -hmm. that line i was like well not gonna top that <laughs> <laughs> yep my courage doesn't need testing yep <laughs> i love uh, that this guy's name is damar yeah yeah for cardassia yep. <laughs> i just watched that episode the other day and it's, it's it is it is i mean as much as he you hate him earlier on he really redeems himself there he just oh, oh yeah Damar. the Damar arc is fantastic oh it really is good just first yeah. he's just some lackey then he has to become like a high level lackey and then he just yeah. is eating him alive and so he just yep. becomes like a resistance leader oh, it's just oh he's it's so amazing awesome. yeah he is really awesome and in, and in real um, life he married Belana Torres yeah w yeah. was married they they were married they they're yeah. not anymore but yeah yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Um, this guy only evidently deals in exotic luxury goods, you know, and what Ahab really wants is engineering parts. And he's got, like, such a turtle vibe going on. I've served 36 years in the Senate. <laughs> yeah. I love the makeup on him. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I hope we see this guy's uh, uh, species come back. I hope so, too, yeah. I really think that they did a great job on the makeup of this, mm -hmm. which is... <laughs> A thing because it's so bad on the other aliens that they find. Yeah. Like it's really high effort for this one On this character one dude who's there for like a minute and a half before like in the cold open. Yeah. You know? That's it. That's it. He's I like this guy a lot. Like I, I thought he was mm. great. Looked him up. Um I apparently don't watch enough uh game shows and whatever because this guy hosted hollywood squares for <gasps> forever oh my god yeah wow he hosted hollywood squares and he is the current host of dancing with the stars yeah okay i know who it is yeah oh my god isn't is it tom bergeron yes 
what's his name? Yeah, he was on. Oh my god, he was on the epi- the the thing that I'm going to recommend later. No fucking way. An episode of that. Oh, oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh my god. Okay. It's a Tom Bergeron day. Yeah. Can you imagine the fucking back behind the scenes shit that he has like heard and seen on fucking not only Dancing with the Stars but fucking Hollywood Squares? Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Because that show was crazy. Well, both of those shows are kind of dumping grounds for B-level stars. Yeah. So yeah. you'd have these really insecure celebrities and all their bullshit. Oh, my God. No wonder he was like, yeah, fine, I'll do the makeup chair. Fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead put all the alien shit on me. What? That's Do you great. know what I'm used to dealing with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I've like... seen Don Johnson's green room, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, my only comment is, uh, you know, that all the alien races always have fucking human eyes. That's kind of annoying. Yeah. There's got to be some way to do something more interesting with the eyes. Like those uh, little glasses they give you when you're um, doing um, a tanning bed. Yeah. Put those on (laughs) and like, you know, put the makeup around them. They can still see out of them. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Anyway. Well, they do that now a little bit more with disco because they have the the budget and the CG capabilities yes. and stuff. Right. So right, you'll right, see right. like whatever the the teenage girl that was the queen or whatever she would have she she could blink in weird ways yeah. and stuff because you could just draw yeah. that in nowadays. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have the budget mm-hmm. for that back and then. And it actually looks good. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it wouldn't have looked good if they had tried that. That's so. true. Oh it's God, fine. can you imagine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would not. It would look terrible. Um, so he suggests that they go to this planet that's like a day away or whatever that might have um, the stuff that they need. You know, and he's like, basically, he would scavenge this ship. Ahab basically pulls kind of a Ferengi thing and like starts negotiating and like, you know, offers coffee for him for this location of this ship. Um, and the guy's like, no, 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 it's not that. He's like, this is like a haunted ship. You don't want to go there. Um, and, you know, everybody's, you know, Ahab and Florida Man and T'Pol are all like, really? You know. Um, hang on. Yeah, what's going on? You got a lot you you lot of background noise going on. It's the kitten fucking in the litter box. All right, we'll give it a second. <laughs> I think that the the recent Ferengi appearance really affected Archer, and he's just like, oh, I think I have to do business talk with <laughs> with everybody, with all the aliens. I've got to assume that there's <laughs> they're not as woke as us out here because we yeah. have moved past capitalism. I think, I guess, uh-huh. mostly at least by this point. I, I don't One know. Hopes. I don't know what. I don't know exactly what the economics of Earth are at, at this, this point. point. Yeah, money I got. See, the thing about it is, too, I wanted to know more about the things he has to sell. Like, wouldn't that be a fountain of new information for them? Like, who makes this spice? Where is this planet that makes the silk? You know, like, I I want to know more, but I guess it's all about, like, fucking Florida man and his fucking engines. That's true. That's a really good point. It's like, oh, okay, well, where is that? Mm-hmm. They don't know where any of this shit is. Like, eh, go there, meet them. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It, it's not like they have, they don't have any, like, rules or anything. There's a lack of curiosity there about... Yes what would be useful from this guy because no they don't need frou-frou silk and fancy pants i, I don't know what think 
things, but yeah. He knows what where stuff is, so yeah, I, I exactly. Go, I go look at the thing. I don't know. And yeah. and if they're making this pretty silk and these you know spices and everything, they obviously have like interesting cultures, right? Think of like everywhere where stuff is made around the earth. Yeah, those are interesting places to visit. Yeah. Well, not always. I mean, they not make always. you know <laughs> they're still making cars in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, poor Detroit. This is the Motor City. This is what we do. They explain like we don't we don't really care about your silk and your culture and your art and your literature and your you know food culture and all that. We don't give a shit about that. We just need more engine parts, and that's when they hit the theme. So they find this planet, and it's a, a planet, and it's there, and then they find the ship, and there's no life on it, and they're talking about it on the bridge, like, oh, but can you find ghosts? There's no ghosts. Yeah. Hoshi and Travis have lines. Hoshi, well, Hoshi has one. I, I think. know. Does she have more than one? She just basically just has this one, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And then I Travis, I was shocked. I was like, okay, he's got a line. <gasps> He Great. has like a personality in this episode. It's pretty, it's kind of amazing. Travis has a line here that I thought, oh, that's good. And you know what? That makes sense about his character where he's talking about, oh, maybe we shouldn't disturb the wrecked ships. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, he's a space boomer. He grew up in space. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, that. and then I thought, no, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. It, w- <laughs> it would be exactly the opposite. Yeah. Space boomers wouldn't waste anything. anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they had a chance to pull some much needed supplies from a ship that doesn't need it, they'd take it. Absolutely. Because they're on these long haul journeys. They can't stop off at every star base, things like that. He would absolutely be like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's scavenge stri- as much as we fucking can. Yeah, strip it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and the the image, the painting that they show, I mean image of the ship on the planet, it's like perfectly set down. It does not look like a crash landing of any kind. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does not. They should have yep. known right away, I feel like, that there's yeah. no skid thing where they, you no, know, nothing. crashing yeah. into the thing and just, it's just there. It just is there. Another happy landing. Well, I mean, and the thing about it is they make no question about like whether there could be a fucking disease on the planet or a plant or some kind of biological thing that is completely toxic to human there's never any mention of this and it drives me crazy well they do have blue light sexy gel in case anything comes on board that they don't right of course but i mean it could kill them while they're there that's true. The credits start rolling, and I get very, very excited because we have Rene Aubergenois. Odo here. I know. He's so good. He's basically the best part of this episode. Yeah, it is a joy to watch him. He's just he's just fantastic. and He's such a good actor. Yeah, R.I.P. He passed uh, a year before mm-hmm. us recording him. I think, wow, it's mm-hmm. probably been a year, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Both him and Aaron Eisenberg passed away like really close to each other. They did. They did, yeah. And they had, God, there was there was like a 30-year age difference. I mean, mm-hmm. Rene Aubergenois was in his 70s by the time he passed. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, poor Aaron Eisenberg was pretty young. Aaron Eisenberg had some physical 
disabilities. I never knew exactly what it was. I can't remember, to be quite honest, but I know it was it was a long-standing issue. It wasn't something that like just came upon him suddenly. The other credit thing is, okay, written by Brandon and Braga, and then I see another name, which is Stephen Beck, so went ahead and looked it up and everything. Oh, my God. It's really embarrassing. Like, oh no, uh, it's it's bad. I didn't look him up. <laughs> I did. What is it? I did, and I'm like, they let him write Trek. Oh my god, what is it? Oh god, it's like a bunch of really cornball shit. This poor guy. Uh, a Midsummer's Hawaiian Dream. Oh. And an ancient forest will show them all the real magic of true love. Mar Vista Entertainment presents Amy Carlson, Charles Shaughnessy. Augie T, Kimo Kaowano, Brent Bailey, and Alexandria DeBerry. A Midsummer's Hawaiian Dream. Straight to DVD. Yeah, that was that was that was after this though. So let's see, uh, Trooper the Bloodhound, who is a slow talking, slow walking, natural born sleuth, uh, is a literally a bloodhound. It's a bloodhound. Oh my god! It's a dog that's a detective. Oh, oh dear. He's wearing a little Sherlock Holmes hat. Oh, uh, oh my. Trooper and the Legend of the Golden Key. So there's... Oh, Jesus. That... So there was a sequel. <laughs> oh, my God. Ouch. Uh, Piper Penguin and his friends or something. Oh, man. So it was like mostly kids stuff. Yeah, but then my absolute favorite, I wish I was making this up. <laughs> Rodeo and Juliet. Ooh! In a story about love, family, and taking the reins. Bring him home, bring him home! Help is amazing. Rodeo and Juliet. Ouch! <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! You know it's bad when they're the, the name of whatever it is is a pun. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's oh, terrible. Man, I just... Oof. Oof. That's bad. A Midsummer Hawaiian dream? I mean... It's fine. It's fine. Fuck me running. <laughs> Do you like the show? Like, like, like the show? Go to patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff and become a Porthos petter today. If you'd rather leave a one-time tip, visit paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff. Anyway, so that's who's helping Berman and Braga write scripts. Strap in. Oh, <laughs> boy. The director is a Jim Charleston. This is his first and only Trek credit. Mm. Uh, he had a bunch of TV credits around this time, and I think he has more uh, recent stuff. But the only good ones that I saw kind of looking through it were X-Files and the very underappreciated, I feel like, Northern Exposure. Yes, it was. It was very appreciated at the time. But once it was off the air, everybody just forgot about it. What's the height of the irrational? The zip code of the mysterious? Exactly. He did a couple episodes of Touched by an Angel. Oof. Anyway, okay, sorry. <laughs> I just had to dive into how bad these guys uh, IMDb was. So despite all of these like suspicious circumstances about this ship, Florida Man is just like, I need salvage because we took a lot of damage that we didn't expect. So, you know, and Ahab's like, sure thing, Florida Man, let's go take whatever we want. <laughs> Anything goes in Florida. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, the painting of the ship on the planet is nice. It reminds me of those free computer wallpapers you used to be able to get in like the early 2000s. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's like the the far deep backgrounds and mist. Yes. Like when you get yes. high up there and you're looking around. Bingo. Yeah, and when they go in, it's like super windy on the planet. But also, it's an M-class planet. Yeah. No excitement about that. Not even one line about how it's a completely inhabitable planet. Yeah, that is weird. They didn't... St- I felt like I missed something. Did I miss something? Nope. That that's... They just didn't even talk about it. All right. Travis notices when they're looking around that the hatch was closed. Mm-hmm. That the trader, the guy that they talked to, Damar, not that Damar, resist, uh, closed <laughs> the hatch behind him. Yeah, I feel like the ability to notice the details of whatever's going on on a ship would be something that someone like Travis would notice. Would naturally be great at noticing. Yeah, and once inside, it's kind of weird because Ahab just says to Paul, and he doesn't actually ask a question, and she says nothing, which is like, what is he asking? Bodies, living people, dangerous microbes or bacteria that could kill them, (laughs) pencil sharpeners? What is he asking? (laughs) It's very odd. It doesn't strike me that they're at a place well i mean they've been through a bunch of shit together but it doesn't strike me that they're at a place where nonverbal communication is you know just flowing yeah yeah Yeah. uh, like i don't remember uh, spock may have done just uh, nothing kind of lines but i doubt it i feel like he even after all that he and kirk had been through and stuff he'd be like i'm unable to find blah 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 but mm-hmm, all right, mm-hmm. fine, okay, all right, you know. Yeah. So they split up. To Paul and Trip are a team, and they're searching the engine room. Yeah, th- there you go, the engine room. And mm-hmm. she hears something that is well audible, like to yeah. the audience. Yeah. And I feel like it would be better had it been barely audible. Right. Because she's right. got the Vulcan hearing, and he's you know damaged from like listening to so many Mustangs rev in Florida. <laughs> All the outdoor concerts that you have to stand right next to the speaker. Smash Mouth is a loud band. <laughs> and I feel like... Yes, I'm sure they are. Yeah, I feel like not only does Smash Mouth still exist in, at this point, <laughs> because of course they would have been cryogenically frozen, frozen as the yeah. eugenics wars started <laughs> so that they could be preserved, if nothing else, from our current world. It's Smash Mouth. <laughs> So, so that they could play Panama City Beach, uh-huh. or the or Florabama. So they could play Florabama. Look, yeah. concerts at Florabama, which I assume happen. I just know that it's oh, some, yeah. it's some kind of restaurant, and uh, uh, Kenny Chesney, I think, has a song about yes. it. So yes. Anyway, uh, whatever Florabama <laughs> is sounds like a place where Smash Mouth would play, and it would Definitely. be loud. It would be a loud show. Definitely. So that's why she can hear and he can't as well. Suddenly can't, yeah. Besides her just being Vulcan and him not. Somebody told me the world's gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of down with her finger and her thumb and the shape of an L. Yeah, I I must say I'm also I'm still loving her wraparound coat and like utility belt look. It's actually it looks really cool and it's not sexist. It's amazing. It is cool. Yeah, it looks good on her. Yeah, I would hope that at some point she could say, "Do I have to wear the cat suit like all all the the time?" time? Yeah, yeah, no shit. 
Fucking Florida man's like, you're imagining things. Really? I'm a fucking Vulcan, you asshole. I don't get the fucking creeps or the heebie-jeebies or anything else from Florida that you fucking seem to think I... I can't believe him. His ability to forget she's Vulcan fucking is impressive. Imagining things. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, he suggests rats. And it's like, well, they already established there's no... Nothing there. Yeah, exactly. Fucking numb nuts. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, okay. Topic for discussion. Do you like being scared? Like, do you like going to, like, haunted houses and, like, all that? I, I like horror movies, but I don't like the cheap jump scares. It's very hacky. You know, I like good storytelling. Yeah, I'm pretty much on your side. I think that if there's a scare and then it ends up funny, like, somehow. Yeah. I like that. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I've been through a couple of high-end haunted houses. Right. And that's kind of fun because just like somebody just busts out, like runs at you with a chainsaw and there's like a guy on a rack and like he's getting his dick chopped off. And there's fake blood <laughs> everywhere and shit like that, you know? Yeah. It's real, it's real fucked up and, and people really go for it. Like they're just like, yeah, this is my big break. And you know, yeah. really, really tackle it. Like people are going to hire you for acting jobs from a haunted house. Yeah. Okay. Look. They're shooting everything in Georgia now. That's true. You go to Atlanta, that's where they're searching for talent. It's They're that's either true. pulling people from L.A. or they're looking for people locally in Atlanta. That's true. So they're not totally wrong, the people <laughs> that are really going for this. Uh, so that was cool. I don't know. Like, uh, being scared uh, once in a while, yeah, it's fine. If it's like you get a jump scare and then you laugh about it later, then I'm into yeah. that. But other than that, no, I don't really see... The appeal of getting frightened too often it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me frankly being a woman can be scary enough sometimes so i'm, I'm good yes <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh so milktoast is famous for telling ghost stories he has a new personality trait this is yeah. turning out to be quite a milktoast day yeah this is cool what's good about this scene though is he's actually pointing out all the flaws in the various theories about the ship you know like like Ahab's like, well, what about this? And he's like, yeah, but da 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 da, you know. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. So it's actually a pretty good scene for Milk Toast. I feel like him having famous ghost stories is a great idea that they just now thought of. Yeah, and it feels like <laughs> such a blown opportunity. Like uh -huh. we could have had him doing intros, like telling stories. Yeah. You know, like they're on the bridge and there's nothing going on. So he's talking. He's, he's like, all right, so check this out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or we come in mid story, you know, like how I'll edit it to where this will start probably. But yeah. like come in mid story or you're coming in at the end and he's just like, and it turned out they were at impulse the whole time. Yeah. Like he freaks out Hoshi. All the time with this. Yeah. What a great idea. Totally. And should totally happen going forward, right? Right. right? This no. will happen surely over the next nope. couple episodes. We'll hear some of these famous ghost stories and uh, I'm, I'm optimistic. I don't know about you. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming they find a computer or something. I don't know. A thing. Computer module. Yeah. And they just like steal one. They just take it. All right, here we go. We're going to just steal a couple of things. Yep, whatever. Um, so, and then Paul and Florida Man find a lithium. And they basically say, you know, they're real looking at it and they're going, you know, this ship isn't in bad condition. It wouldn't be hard to get it working again. Like, they're kind of, you know, 
kind of sitting there going, what the fuck is wrong with the ship that it's just sitting here? And at that second, like, T'Pol sees a reflection of a person's face in the panel. And she is told, she's like, I totally saw someone. I'm not putting up with Tripp's bullshit. And he finally sees a shadow and realizes that she's right, you know? And he, this is the moment where I'm like, I'm very reminded of Haunted Houses because he kind of like frantically digs the into his pocket for his communicator, you know? Like, kind of when you're like, like that frantic search for the light switch when you hear something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, God, oh, God, you know, trying to run up the stairs before the light turns off and tells Ahab that they aren't alone. And, and, uh, and he kind of continues with that energy until they open up this other wall and they walk into like basically like this dream garden, you know, with like a bunch of fruit. And There's kumquats. There are kumquats. I was, I was totally sitting there and I was like, what are those? What is that? And after doing some Googling, they're definitely kumquat trees. That door panel that they cut through, mm-hmm. I don't know why they did that. It looked like it had either. hinges and also yeah. it just kind of popped right off. Yeah. Like it, it looked like a thing that just pops right off. It was just like this really oddly shaped square pan. I don't know. That was weird. Um, but yeah, after turning a fruit tree corner, Trip comes upon this woman who looks like she has a really nasty looking infection on his, her temples. Yeah. And... A very ill-advised wig. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, if it's not a wig, it is the worst haircut ever. I'm pretty sure it's a wig. My wife was convinced it's a wig because she watched this one with me. Yeah. This actress is actually pretty good. I know her most from The Runaways, mm-hmm. which is a show on, what was it on Netflix? I think it was, a, I think it was a Netflix show, but it was a, a Marvel mm-hmm. show on Netflix. Oh, that's on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much a lesser Marvel show. Yeah, like you don't have to watch it to understand anything in the MCU. You don't. Right. You, it's right. It's not bad, but it's what not is it about great the either. children of bad guys or something? Yeah, it's about these kids and their ludicrously hot parents. <laughs> <laughs> like they're. Over the top, ridiculously attractive parents. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. insane. And so their parents are these rich, well connected people and they're basically the Illuminati or something in their area <laughs> and they're evil. Yeah, yeah. But so she's one of the moms on that show. Uh-huh. She's very much a redhead in that show. Mm-hmm. And I assume that she naturally was because she does have the very pale skin and she's got um, mm-hmm. a lot of freckles and everything like that. Yeah. But uh, no, it turns out I actually had to look it up and I felt like a creep trying to find, what's her real hairstyle? I must know the truth. My <laughs> Give me your secrets, pretty lady. You know, it, it yeah. feels, it feels creepy, but uh, no, it's her, her natural color is like a light brown, reddish brown or whatever right. like that. But anyway, so she's actually pretty good on that show. That makes sense though, because a lot of, times in this episode like her hair looks slightly different like they put the wig on at a different angle or something so yeah that kind of now that I'm thinking about it yeah you're totally right it's totally a wig I just don't know why this wig like it yeah she, it's weird it's not helping her like the the blonde on her super uh pale skin I don't get this yeah, I don't get it at all. decision at all mm-hmm. it, she looks great with her natural color just whatever what yeah. why the wig like, why? The, why? I don't get this. There's a lot of, in this episode, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Fucking cats. <laughs> I 
Anyway. So they find the, the cult evil mom from Runaways, and she's like, ah, and runs uh, away into right. a room where there's a bunch of armed people wearing typical Trek onesies. Yes. It is very TOS Trek. Yeah, we had to have seen these onesies in every series of Trek ever at some point. Yeah. I was just like, God, what? Dig. The, dig the, into the wardrobe department. Yeah. Just, it's these again. I don't even yeah. know how to describe them. They're onesies, and they have The, the color weird... palette is super weird. The men's boots all go up into the pants, and the women's are freaking crazy, and there's like these weird, like pale yellow with brown and orange and blue and red and like like odd colors um yeah they went all william wear thieves on this i don't understand that reference but i'm gonna go with it oh william wear thieves is the one who did uh all the costumes for the original series oh okay he's he's got a very distinctive style okay yeah, I just I was like, oh, it's those outfits. I just I, yeah. I I didn't I don't know what the name for them is or whatever. Yeah, but they always have like weird, oh God, seams or borders or whatever around people's mm-hmm. chests, and they make little angles, and it's just like, yeah, what? Is, why? What, is, what that? is this? Yeah, it's super strange. You could claim that it's kind of a callback to the time period that they're supposedly in. So that like, you know, kind of there's some kind of continuity between these outfits and and what Kirk would see on a planet, you know, but I don't know, it's just kind of lazy to be honest. I mean, these were definitely used. These these costumes, I would be willing to pay money that they were um used on Deep Space 9 in the background. Oh yeah, that's immediately what I thought of. Was I've mm-hmm. seen this just random Bajorans walk around wearing this. Yes, totally. I'm not super into this look, honestly. No, it's it's really it's lazy is the best way I can say it. Almost as lazy as the makeup on them. Yeah, Jesus, this makeup. Oh my god, this makeup. It's so like I get it. It's kind of the you know the Dax trill kind of thing, but it looks gross. Yeah, it's it's very low effort. It's just kind of some bubbly dots on a yeah. on a darker spot on their temples, basically. Like they're sort of yeah, not, not quite your temple. What is that? It's like above your no, that's your temple. Your t- yeah, so th- yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all that they did. My thought is that they asked Renee Aubergeonois to come back. It was like I'm not sitting in the makeup chair and <laughs> for longer than twenty minutes. It better take under two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm through with that. So uh, they were like, all right, fine. Yeah. We'll just put some dots. Well, will that work? He's like, oh, that's fine. And then that's fine. Know, yeah. they were, so then that worked, but yeah. Well, one of these people is Odo. He's there, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. cool. Yay! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some dude comes forward and explains that they were on their way back to their home world and they were attacked by someone, and the captain was able to crash land land here, and they didn't want to send out a distress call because it would have would have alerted the someone to where they were. Great logic, but after this long. It seems weird. Yeah. And he says, our world is a year away. Yeah. No speed mentioned. Right, right. Like, at warp two? I mean, then so the fuck what? Like, we, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, ours could go, like, warp five now. We'll get you there in 
we'll get you there in a week. I, whatever. Yeah. It, it's never yeah. mentioned at all. It's kind of con- mm-hmm. it's very conveniently left out. Very conveniently. Yeah. Yeah. And Ahab immediately takes offers to take everybody home in the the Enterprise. You know, after after they say you know no, it's year away, and the camera looks directly at not Odo, focuses in on him, and it does this kind of often. You know, just, just to give you foreshadowing. Yeah, there's no mention of how fast they go. Um, and Milktoast steps in to be a sweet baby angel and says, you know, they can't leave them here. Um, so then they offer to fix the ship to get it flying. Yeah, and Archer is a little pushy with his help like he usually is, so it's yeah. not out of character or anything. It, <laughs> yeah. It's not as pushy as he usually is. No, I true. Mean, when they went to the hunting planet, he was just like, we're going to stay at your place, like... Yeah. Right next to you. And we're going to be <laughs> friends and everyone's going to have a really good time. And I don't care what you have to say. We're just going to do it. Right. Yeah. Don't run. We are your friends. So then Florida Man is working alone in the dark. And then uh, Badwig, runaway cult mom, scares him. Mm-hmm. And uh, she still has had no lines so far. Yeah. We don't know her name or who she is or anything. Yeah. Actually, did you know that Brandon Braga referred to this episode of Enterprise as a terrible episode? Really? Yeah. He said he hated the Ferengi one, too, the one before this. Makes you wonder, like, how shit really was in the background. You know what I mean? I wonder that all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember Nichelle Nichols talking about season three Trek. There was just no morale left. Oh, yeah. Like, how do yeah. you get up and emote things and act when yeah. just everyone's like, fuck this job? Yeah. <laughs> well, and the and the episodes were terrible in the third season of TOS. Like nine, like most of those episodes are fucking awful. They insulted us, sir. It's those first two that are better. Oh, yeah. The first two seasons are fine, but that third season, ugh. It should be hauled away as garbage. Yeah, I think at that point, um, Gene just had a ton of money and was doing a lot of drugs and just... <laughs> yeah, and fucking around, fucking around on everybody. Like his wife, his girlfriend. Yeah, like he... Yeah. He was mm-hmm, drinking a lot. Yeah. Basically, nobody telling him what to do, basically. She finally speaks up, and it's to stop him from zapping himself. And then he realizes, oh, not only can you talk, but you know things about machines. <gasps> Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's very, very obvious that Trip is very attracted to her immediately. And he says something like, uh, well, stick around then. You can warn me about whatever else I need to keep my hands off of. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he's charming That's... enough, but, like, Jesus. And then her mom shows up, who is... Oh, dude. She's just the most stereotypical middle-aged woman imaginable. Give her a, a shitty haircut, crappy makeup, and make her look mad all the time. And she's bad. Yeah, she really like, is. She's pretty terrible. <laughs> I went back and watched, because I was like... Hold on, wait, what? And I rewound and I had to watch her do lines. Every time she was on, I would watch her do lines again. I was like, how did they find someone that bad? Uh Yeah. That's amazing. Like, I was impressed with how terrible Mm -hmm. this actress is. Holy shit. She's She's just completely deadpan the whole time. She has no, like personality behind anything and i mean i kind of understand what they were saying you know why they did it later but there's conflicting 
things. See, I understood it less at later after the, the the big reveal, which we'll get to. Right. I was like, no, there's no in-universe reason no. for this. She's like, terrible. It's so bad it draws you in. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, wow. And it's not even like that, that like... Um, you know, community theater kind of bad. It's just like they pulled somebody off the street and was like, read these lines, don't emote, just stand there. Did she win a contest? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Is it like somebody won a contest? Yeah. You get to be on Enterprise. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, yeah. fuck me. Seriously. Six hours later. I may not be able to get over this, but like we, we have to keep going. <laughs> So Paul is getting turbo super jelly and it's awesome. She's definitely like punching, you know, poking at him and being like, meh, 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 you know, being overly friendly with, you know, the naive Lina- Liara or Lina- Liarna? Liarna? I can never remember her fucking name. Liara? Me either. I, I keep calling her Runaway's mom because I can't remember her name in that either. <laughs> It is Liana. It's Liana. Liana. Okay. T'Pol reminds him that the last time he got this flirty, he ended up pregnant. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and she brings up that, uh, yeah, well, you were into that other engineer. and Basically, keep it in your pants because she can f- fix stuff or understand how machines work. <laughs> yeah. Now that's my kind of woman. Are we supposed to, at this point, think that T'Pol is into him? Because the way that she does this performance, it's straightforward. Yeah. Mostly. They're upping the sexual tension. Do you think that they're trying to push these two together at this point? I think I think that's the, the general plan. Um, I think that these two actors have a lot of chemistry. So I think that's where that's really coming from. I mean, it's certainly a better idea. And there's a whole lot more chemistry than... Her and Archer, which they kept trying to stick them in situations together, and it's like, yeah, eh, d- d- yeah. You know. I mean, departure. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. So Liar Liana brings him some food, which appears to be some sort of stuffed green squash. It's just a straight up acorn squash with mm-hmm. some chopped up what looks like just raw zucchini. Yeah. She looks, you know, super freckled and fresh-faced and everything. Um, And the makeup department did a pretty good job of making her look kind of childlike and naive. But on her temples, it just looks like she has some kind of really, really unpleasant rash. Yeah, it's rough. It's really bad. Raw food was the weirdest little food trend to me. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's like... Yeah, let's eat like how the cavemen did back when they died when they were 30. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, plus the fact that they didn't really. They did cook their food. You know, it's, I mean, maybe, you know, some of the food they ate raw, but not everything. Yeah. While they're talking, Tripp mentions that nearly a third of the crew is female. (sighs) Come on. That came up in the episode with like the supposed to be cool Vulcans. Uh was that one guy was like, a third of your crew is female? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the fail son guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he makes sure to tell her also that he doesn't have a girlfriend. Um, yeah, and and I think the lighting is bad in this scene. Yeah? It's really super bright, 
And if they're kind of having this romantic kind of, you know, flirty thing, it should be a lot more diffused than this or just a darker because Tripp's frosted tips look so bright. (laughs) And we really should not see that wig uh, in in clear light. That really should be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It does not look good. Yeah. So they're interrupted by the, the same gray haired dude who doesn't seem to have a name his makeup is even more unpleasant looking because it's like even more of his forehead that they put this paint on. Um, And he takes him to the computer core and T'Pol looks like she definitely emotes impressed, you know? Yeah. She's like, wow, you know. He keeps emphasizing that, you know, this computer core keeps them alive and everything. And uh, Tripp's like, oh, I I think I can fix it. It's like the Zerillion ship. Um, so he offers to take them for a ride on the Enterprise, and the camera quickly cuts to not Odo for a significant look. I like that we have now twice referenced the episode where he got knocked up. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> like back to back, like within 10 seconds. Uh We are reminded of that episode. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And he offers to buy her lunch and she gets like, she's like super excited. And the leader guy is like, no, 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 we have a lot to do. And so Tripp and Paul leave the room and Liana as begs like not Odo to let her go and promises not to say anything. Yeah. Mystery. Very significant. Yeah. What is her secret? What is it? What is the secret? What is it? Um, so back on the ship, Milk Toast, Reed, and Ahab are all standing around the coffee table. The danger nook. The danger, danger nook. That's so much better. Um, so, and Reed is explaining <laughs> the whole, like, shot down by someone's story doesn't hold up. Like, nothing makes sense about their story. The food they're growing isn't isn't enough to feed the people. You know, this is when they remember the data module that they stole. Ahab remembers. And he tells Milktoast to have Hoshi check it out. And that's the only time Hoshi gets mentioned at all. Yeah, pretty much it. I think she had one line at the cold open. No, not at the cold Mm -hmm. open. She had one line when they were coming up on the ship and then that's it. Mm -hmm. She couldn't be there. Why couldn't she be at that meeting? We have a distinct lack of Hoshi. We have no no Porthos so far uh, at all. Mm-hmm. He does get a mention. Yeah. Because uh, Runaway Cult Mom is uh, getting the, the, the trip tour. He's showing her all yes. around. Private first class lover boy at your service. And uh, yeah. we are promised Porthos and Phlox yeah. when, uh, we still haven't seen them yet, but. She's not stupid. She wants to see the dog. She knows. I mean, just from the description, she's like, I've never seen a dog before. He's like, hey, he's short ears and cute and she's like i'm in i'm completely in yeah she avoids talking about her home world and only wants to hear like where he's been and he says they haven't been to m- many planets yet and i'm like i motherfucking beg to differ they've been to at least 10 that they have actually shown on episodes and have talked about more that's true that little uh, elevator ride mm-hmm. is just like it's it's upping the sexual tension yeah i'm glad that they didn't aim the camera in tight on them while they were in there. That would have been kind of hack, mm-hmm. kind of cheap. So it would have been too much. I think they're they're doing fine like chemistry-wise. I I, I buy mm-hmm. these two as a yeah. possible well, uh couple or whatever. Yeah, and Connor Trenier is good. He's great. Yeah. 
Uh, he gets called away to a thing. He has to go somewhere for whatever. And uh, as as he walks off, he's like, "Oh, here, somebody else will show you around." She eye fucks him so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so as as he this- walks off, she's just like that ass. Brother, wanna thank your mother for a butt like that? Can I get some fries with that shake, shake? So in the captain's office, Ahab's like, you've been spending time with Liana, and he gets all defensive. And dude, Bacula's face when he says it it has nothing to do with that just made me crack the fuck up. It was so funny. He's like, oh God, he's going to get pregnant again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's well, it's so funny because he's like, I've been a perfect gentleman. And that's exactly what he said when he ended up getting pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> that's true he did <laughs> God. that was so much better uh that other one because to paul was there and she was able to just be like you were only there for three days <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing is amazing it is <laughs> i found myself wishing she was here for this one is there a possibility that i'm peg rent so yeah they're like well great you're not uh, pregnant yet or whatever yeah. but uh, anyway so the ship went down like 22 years ago yeah. and they're bullshitting us yeah oh you can see the little leather book on Ahab's desk by the way the leather book oh god it's letters book. to his father dear dad dear dad today we found um, a, a ship and, and, and Odo was there and uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I got nothing I can't come up with anything <laughs> I, I don't I don't fucking know. That's fine. Um, so when the ship went down, they also launched uh, escape pods, and Reed actually found one on, in orbit. And so they bring it on board, and we get to see flocks. Um, they open it up, and it's totally a desiccated corpse. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of desiccated corpse, but it looks pretty good to me. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, good job on who for to whoever did it. It's, it's not makeup, right? That's like that's, it's a no, prop, it, right? Yeah, it's not I like a th- person with makeup, right? No, it's not a person. Yeah, no, I don't think. I think it's just a prop. Um, but Florida man recognizes the dude and is like, "I just was working with him like an hour ago." So there we go. But that's all the flocks that we get. No, yeah, that's it. They got him in makeup for a zillion hours or whatever to just show up and be like, well, I don't need to be here. And then he walks away. (laughs) That's pretty (laughs) much it. it. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Who am I? Why am I here? Paul is in the computer core working, and from like her facial expressions and everything, you can tell she's figured something out. Um, but of course, they don't tell you what it is. And back on the ship, Trip meets Liana in the mess hall, and she's eating ice cream. And we could talk about ice cream all fucking day if you wanted, because ice cream is one of man's best inventions. We haven't been drinking. We haven't had had any alcohol in the house, so we're. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's kind of making us crave dessert. <laughs> yeah, it's like your body's totally. looking for sugar. I think yeah. is what it is. It, it is. Yeah, and very much so, so. We're just like, oh my god, I want ice cream. Oh my god, I want so much fucking ice cream right now. <laughs> so they're eating ice cream, and I think it is an excellent bit where. She asks what a marshmallow is, and he can't explain it. Yeah. And I, I can't explain what a marshmallow is no, either. I, I have can't no either. fucking idea what a marshmallow is. 
I assume it's something sugar about sugar, yeah, and air, and I, I don't <laughs> know beyond that. I have no idea what that uh-huh. is. I love that. So Florida man very gently can confronts her about the fact that the ship has been on there a lot longer than three years. He tells her about the body in the escape pod, and she says she can't explain and wants to go home. Um, and personally, I would have told her to take the ice cream with her as a show of friendship. Good call. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take the ice cream with you. Share it with your friends. Then they will they will know that we are peaceful and good people. Don't run. We are your friends. Back on the crashed ship, T'Pol is wandering around in, the, in a darkened part of the ship, and she gets surrounded by dead dudes in onesies. Yeah, that's awesome. It's freaky. Yeah. It's great because it would have been easy and cheap to show her really get scared because before, earlier in the episode, she was like, oh, we don't get scared. I don't get frightened. Yeah. And it would have been cheap to kind of undermine that, but she does actually keep her cool. Yeah, she's she's super cool. And the captain tells her that she was looking where she shouldn't have. Ooh. Uh, Ahab starts to kick into Ahab mode. He wants answers, mm-hmm. and he's stomping and looking down. This, <laughs> all right, here's our guy. There he is. So Reed, Ahab, Florida Man, and Liana, Le- yeah, Liana, go back to the ship, and she still won't tell them what's going on. She says this is her home, and suddenly they're all surrounded by dudes and take and takes um, Florida Man hostage to do the repairs. The white-haired captain dude uh, forces R- Reed and Ahab to leave, and much of a fight from Ahab. Yeah, right? He's just like, oh, well, you got me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Uh, then. Oh. Damn it. All right, Simpson. You win this round. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the second time in two episodes where we have uh, work being forced at gunpoint. Yes, that's interesting. What is that? What in a writer's room who are all like like hired guys or whatever? I mm-hmm. could see them coming up with that, but like the showrunners are writing that. Yeah, again and again, like it, being it, forced to work on, forced under labor. pressure like that. The only thing I can say is that it's not necessarily written in the same order as it's shown, so it may have been kind of inadvertent that. You know, we have two episodes in the row that have the same kind of thing happen. Oh, that's true. Yeah, good point. Trip is forced into the computer core, and not Odo will not let him see to Paul. You know, and they have kind of an argument about how to take care of Liana, and not Odo makes this statement where he's like, "He's made all the friends I need." There is an amazingly bad line, and I realize why it happens, because they're setting it up for not Odo's line, but it's so shitty, where he's like, you got a lot to learn about making friends. Yeah. It's so Nickelodeon. Like, it's so cringe. It really is. It's terrible. Oh my god! It was just, it was just like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> you got a lot to learn about making friends. It, it, that's, <laughs> that is a first draft line. Very much so. Bad, 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 bad. The point, of course, is to set up for the ominous. I made all, all the, friends the friends I, I need. need. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He huh? said made. He made all the friends. That yeah. has two meanings. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I get why it's there, yeah. but holy shit, you got a lot to learn about making friends. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. So it's fucking so terrible. Funny. 
Holy oh. shit. They finally get Rene Auberjonois back, and he has to work with that. Yeah. I mean, get the fuck. Oh, God. Okay, anyway. Poor guy. <laughs> um, And now Liana and her quote-unquote mother have another scene. Oh, God. The thing about it is, I only had like one sentence. I was like, Liana has an argument with her mother, and mommy doesn't like flirting with Florida man. And that's all I could say about it, because it's so flat i think it exists because of a line that the mom says which mm-hmm. is i wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for your father i right, think that's right why that scene exists yes. to further uh to, to complement the uh i made all the friends i need yeah so that yeah when you go back and look at look at it again you're like ah mm, okay not, not worth, worth it. it because she's so bad she's she's, she's so, so bad. terrible yeah oh my god it's tragic and liana says something to the effect of you know you're different than him or something like that too but that's that's not necessary we no, totally could have lived without that scene. So back in Enterprise, Ahab and Reed explain to the audience what their rescue plan is because they have to tell, not show. God, the writing sometimes really, like, I know this stuff and I'm not a writer. Here's what they should have done. Instead of just saying, oh, yes, and then they have a dampening field and that's why we can't use a transporter, cut the scene with the mom because mm-hmm. she tanks it. Like, yes. she ruins the scene. <laughs> like, yeah. cut that scene and show them like okay we're gonna transport down and then they right. can't and then one of them goes the dampening field and they go the dampening field like yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right to the shuttle <laughs> it could have been kind of funny and yeah. it would have lifted tension a little bit and you don't yeah. have this absolute train wreck of uh, it, oh my god she's so bad like <laughs> she is terrible y'all i'm not kidding i know i know some of y'all listen to this instead of watching the episode it might be worth it to just go and watch this woman like woodenly stand there oh, and say lines she's truly robotic uh over the shoulder of of her scene partner yeah it's incredible okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry that poor lady's probably listening. She might be listening to this like, oh, they're talking about the thing I was in. And then I'm oh. sitting here just being like, oh, oh, my God. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. But I'm sorry. Like, uh, I, OK. Anyway. And part of it could be direction, too, because the thing about it is there's a lot of wooden acting from a lot of those those people that aren't, you know, that we realize later are different. Yeah, it's true. But uh, so with Trip is the dude whose dead body we just saw. And I kind of love him teasing the dude about it. Because yeah. like, yeah. he's like, I just saw your dead fucking body. What are you going to say to that, bitch? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so and then Liana comes in and tells the dead dude to leave. And she asks the 2020 million dollar question. Can you repeat a lie so many times that you and other people believe it's the truth? Oh, honey. <laughs> honey. Oh, man. That hit hard. It really did. I also thought, yeah, that's every day if you're clergy. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> you went to seminary. You found out all this shit wasn't real. And then now you're just like, yes, children, the oh, ark. And yes. the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you eat the magic crackers, and then you get to go to Never Never Land when you die. Like, they know this shit isn't (laughs) real. There's a big man in the sky. And if they didn't, then the clergy project wouldn't exist. Yeah. If you currently work within the church and you are finally ready to admit to yourself, oh, 
no oh god what did i do with my life (laughs) please check out the clergy project yeah just google that it's a thing they will help you that that's my psa for this week definitely back in in this in this scene where she's in the computer core with trip um this lighting shows off how much fucking pancake makeup he has on it is thick oh yeah like it's just a layer of oh yeah on trip it looks terrible who does the fucking lighting in this? Are they not talking to the makeup people? <laughs> get together. The cinematography guy and the makeup person, like, get together and discuss these things because it looks like shit. You mean the man who directed not one but two Touched by an Angel episodes <laughs> isn't paying attention to detail? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Good enough for Della Reese, damn it. Deeply touched by an angel. What a perfect release. They probably had better makeup people, though. Star Trek stuff is listener supported. Prevent us from making cringy corporate ads by advertising your business, band, blog, or whatever. Email us. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. She again references how, you know, that they are sort of like ghosts, right? And so the rescue team, you know. Zoinks! <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> Whoa, Scoob! Who the fuck eats a sandwich they find in a haunted house? (laughs) One of the funniest things I have ever heard in my life. I can't remember who said it. That's awesome. Holy shit. That's fantastic. I I wish I could remember who said it, but I was like, oh my God. How high do you have to be? (laughs) No shit! To be like, I'm going to get in this haunted house's refrigerator and look, ooh, they have pickles and they have they have cold cuts and they've got lettuce, fresh lettuce and tomatoes and bread that's not moldy or anything. And I'm going to put together a fucking, you know, heat one of those giant sandwiches. Like, really? What? That's a perfect sense. That's a grade of marijuana that like uh, oh, yeah. either doesn't exist or only the CIA has access to. <laughs> Shaggy was CIA confirmed. So the rescue team is in the ship and is like fanning out to fall to find T'Pol and Trip. And I'm sitting there going, it's pretty tough to be stealthy when every step they take is loud as fuck on that metallic ass floor. That's true. Like every tape step they take is like, (laughs) you know, yeah, dumb. But uh, so anyway, Reed gets shot in the back goes down and Reed fires at the dude and it goes right through him and then there's this you know big firefight and everything and not Odo is totally directing this whole thing you know kind of back behind the scene or whatever and so you know in the computer core we see her um you know Liana taking out these like floppy disks or whatever the fuck they are they look like they're like and cartridges like nintendo cartridge yeah, kind of things that just totally kind of without come the without the plastic case yeah yeah they look good i mean but they just have that sort of cartridge vibe kind of comes out so she starts taking these out and you gotta wonder like what is trip thinking like she doesn't tell him what these are she just starts taking them out and he's like yeah and you know, because right. we we see on our end that it's making all these people disappear, you know, and God, there have had been days when it would have been really nice to be able to do that. <laughs> um, when Reed gets shot, Archer pulls him behind cover yeah. and he, he fires back. It goes through the guy. 
the guy, like the way that it's shot, it looks like he's right on top of them. Yeah. And they just get up and not quickly move to a different location further back. Yeah. Not in cover at all. No. And I guess the guy just stops and stands for a while and watches. I, guess, yeah. I don't know what what's going Walking on Walking like that. a fucking Terminator. I don't know. Yeah, it's really weird. He must have just stopped because he's like, right there uh-huh. it's bizarre but anyway she keeps taking out computer parts and it keeps making you know several people at a time disappear and and everything and like yeah like i said like what the fuck does you know she didn't really tell him that that's what it what she was doing she just started doing it not odo is totally in shock like he's like very like upset for all he knows she's just like all right and it's just like pulling out the oxygen where yeah. his crewmates are. He has no idea. <laughs> he has no idea what she's doing. Not Odo and Liana are sitting, you know, on their bed or whatever, and Ahab is totally grilling him about the real crew. And, you know, they find out their holograms and that they're, you know, Liana's only friends and family and not Odo made them completely real acting and feeling. And, and this is where he says something about them, you know, like surprising them, you know, being uh funny and surprising and stuff and i'm like they all acted like total robots yeah <laughs> yeah not much. a good job guy walks into the doctor's office the doctor tells him you need an operation the guy says i want a second opinion the doctor says okay you're ugly too but on boom all of this is a big deal because of how long this is before the series actually has hologram technology not until like hundreds of years after this so it's kind of strange that they would do all this and make it so realistic. And there's no talk of like hollow generators or anything. And now uh, they've seen this technology twice yeah. because uh, Tripp's baby mama had an even better hologram room, full blown holodeck. Yeah. Which, if you were a Klingon, you could see your house from there. <laughs> it was the shit. And they still don't go, you know what? We're downloading the schematics because this yes. is amazing. This would be so useful. Right. Yeah. Nobody questions it or reacts to it at all. They just talk and they're just like, yep, those are holograms. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is very studyable material. And they're yeah. just like, yeah, oh, that um, that again. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You would strip that shit down, not strip it down and take all their shit. No, totally. Well, they'd at least ask for the fucking schematics. I mean, right? Jesus, what the fuck? The good thing about this scene, though, is that we get Rene Auberjonois monologuing, oh, which yeah. is great. We love it. You know, it's, so it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He tells them he killed everybody, and so he buried them. And he says there was an ion storm and it overloaded the blah, blah, and the blah, blah happened. And he blames himself for everybody's death and says that he's a terrible engineer. And he he left his station to save Liana because she was definitely going to get killed if, if he hadn't. And he feels like it's their, you know, his fault. And there's no way, but there's no way he could have saved everyone else if he had not saved her. Ahab feels the need at this point to question his parenting and not Odo details how he tried to repair the ship and instead just watched her was watching her grow up alone. So he creates 
the rest of the crew using technology that, again, nobody questions or reacts to. I like the way that it's done in terms of being relatable or under Not relatable, because, yeah. you know, we've all been there. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, understandable you know you can mm-hmm. understand why someone would do this uh you you could understand why someone would do what he did where he kind of panicked and was mm-hmm. just trying to save his kid yeah you know so we don't have like a villain here no. at all right 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 that's good uh so it's yeah it's it's good it's fine it's there's like a uh, it's almost a twist. I don't know. Sort yeah. Of, but, well, yeah. this really could have been a moment where they um, joined Florida Man and this not Odo character and had him be more understanding about how much life and death responsibility there is with being the chief engineer. This is a moment where, you know, Trip could have been like, I get it. I totally understand. There have been many times when, or he could have been like, oh my God, I never thought about it, you know, or something. But instead, they just trip gets all head up and like argues about Liana and is like, "You should be so selfish." Blah blah blah. And then he mentions a holographic doctor. Lol. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. A little wink, little yeah. wink. Watching Voyager. Sure. Yeah. Chip's yeah. <laughs> uh, like, "This sucks for her." You know, l- long term, this isn't a solution. Is ultimately right. his point. Yeah. Because like, ideally, you do not outlive your children, and so right. she's. What about when she's there alone and yeah. she what if she gets injured? What if it, that kind of thing? So, yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a point. Uh, they are just talking about her instead of to her asking her what she wants mm-hmm. to do. Yes. Yeah. He does trip to his credit trip is like, well, ask her, what does she want to do? Like, mm-hmm. but the whole scene is taken up by them talking about her. While she's sitting right there. Yeah, no shit. She's not 10. Also, like, the mom character thing treats her like she's 10, which is weird. Totally. And earlier, that was something I wanted to mention earlier, but not great. <laughs> like, trying, but not great there. About this time, T'Pol and Milk Toast come in, and no word is mentioned of what happened to her. Like, it's kind of weird. You know, she just kind of walks up to Ahab, and he's like, you okay? You know, he doesn't even ask her, like, are you okay? They just kind of nod at each other. I mean, one assumes that they just held her with guns, but they don't really say that, and it's kind of creepy. That's true. It is weird. We're not ever given that. What yeah. happened to T'Pol? You just see her surrounded by dudes with guns. Yeah. And then that's it. Just cut. Yeah. This is the next time that we see her. Uh-huh. What the hell happened? Ugh. So uh, Ahab is like, we'll fix the fro- the holograms if you want, but you should be sure of, you know, what that's what you want before we fucking leave. You know, because somebody's not going to come back and, you know, in a year or so, you know, so. Yeah, so then we're just in the ready room and mm-hmm. we do get one more Rene Auberjonois scene oh. where he gets to chew it up. Dude, he's so he's good. good, though. He doesn't at all. He's so good. And he somehow manages to reference his time as Odo. Oh, uh, what do you mean? I didn't catch um, that. There was a moment where he says, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in space. Oh, I got He you. says something like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's been a long time since I've been doing this show and now I'm on the show. I'm just trying to get used to it or something like that. It it was kind of like a message about that. I don't know. It was it was. Maybe I'm just reading into it, but but I was like, oh, that's nice. Well, I think it's great. Even if you're just reading into it, I I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I would hope that that's what they thought when oh. they wrote it. He says, you know, he's happy where he is. He's comfortable. Um, and Florida Man's telling him that, you know, he's being a selfish jerk. So he finally kind of comes around to the help me get home, you know, and he's like, I only need like a few components and I actually have a whole crew that will do the work. 
and it's just like oh he's just so good and he's not given that much like the lines in it aren't terrible they aren't cringe the way no. some other things no, are yeah. mm-hmm. but i mean he can he could spend shit into gold like he's, oh yeah th- th- they knew whatever they gave him he was going to be great uh-huh totally totally and that the yeah. audience is just going to be stoked for whatever he does oh yeah completely like all of our all of the people who love odo is gonna are gonna um be all over it we are everywhere so in the next scene we saw see all the holograms that were that had disappeared that no one remarks about as fucking amazing tech that they've never seen or even thought of before are back <laughs> That's the thing that drives me nuts is that they have seen it before, yeah. and it's like the first time you saw it, the first time you saw like that full blown holodeck that they had. But that holodeck didn't have people that you could push and touch and move, you know, and that like reacted to you and shit. Like all that was was just like landscapes. I could see my house from here. That is absolutely true, but now they've seen a whole nother aspect and use of this same technology, uh-huh. and they. Don't get the recipe. You yeah. know what I mean? There's yeah. no <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't even ask for it. Yeah. You know, this could be really useful. What if something happens to our doctor and we could have like uh-huh. a or or our engineer and we could have a, a little engineer got like they've already got one programmed. Can we yeah. copy the program? Could yeah. That, uh, in case something Seriously. ever happens to trip. I don't know. This is pretty fucking amazing, revolutionary even technology. Uh-huh. But nah, y'all just we'll just see y'all out Bye. there maybe. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Bye bye. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and so Florida Man gives uh, Liana uh, a fr- protein resequencer, and it only has five flavors of ice cream, which, whatever. Got Rocky Road. Yeah, oh, of course. Of course it has Rocky Road. <sighs> <laughs> I haven't had Rocky Road in forever. Me when neither. was the last time you had Rocky Road? Ages. Ages and ages. I think I was a kid the last time I had Rocky Road. Totally. Yep. I'm an adult. I can go buy Rocky. That's the thing. When you're an adult and you're like, I can just like go get it. Buy that. I could just yeah. go to the store and fucking buy that. No uh-huh. problem. And yep. no one will mind. But then you stop yourself because you're like, I don't all the sugar and I don't you know <laughs> that is the bittersweet thing about becoming an adult. Is like the, you, you you're aware of consequences. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. So anyway, she gives him a kiss. And that's the end of the episode. That's all, folks. Yeah, it's sweet. You you, you totally buy that this could have worked. Mm-hmm. Not as much as the his his baby mama. Still with her under all the makeup and the alien, the whole oh, thing. Yeah. They just had something that yeah. just burned through the screen. I loved those two. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, this is just not quite there. It's uh, all right. Well, that was the episode that that happened. That was all the things <laughs> that happened in the episode uh, that we saw on the screen, and then it was like, bah, 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 wah, wah, bah, 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 and we watched it, and it was there. <laughs> and then the guitar solo comes in, which is oh, awesome. God. It's, like, it's so awesome, actually. I I kind of love that part. <laughs> No lie. My house is full of amps. Someone gave me all these amps to sell, and I'm just oh, like, wow. oh, God. And they're, like, terrible. They're, like, the worst amps that exist. Oof. And I was having a lot of fun with them <laughs> earlier today. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was still fun. <laughs> 
80s PV shit, man. Like every guitar player just started nodding. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that comment. Yeah. But it anyway. Sorry, I don't want to alienate everyone else. <laughs> that that uh, happened. We and we and we did and we and we, we watched it. it. Did it track? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely precedent. I see nothing wonky about this. And yeah, fuck, yeah. You got Rene Albergenois. Mm-hmm. It was very like the plot of The Tempest, the Prospero and Miranda and all that and Forbidden Planet. and Yeah. It, it, it had some, some Shakespeare, which is a very Trek kind of touchstone. So, wouldn't you have loved to have seen Rene Aubergeois do Shakespeare? Oh my God, yes! I bet he had plenty of experience doing. I'm oh, assuming. I'm sure. I, I haven't looked that up. I'm sure he did plenty of Shakespeare on the stage. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. I'd love to see that. Him play Richard the Third or Henry the. Yeah, that'd be the coolest shit. Do you have any band names? No, we should come up with a band name first. Sick. Trips Frosted Tips because it just sound it trips along nicely on the tongue. Trips Frosted Tips. Trips Frosted Tips. <laughs> it, it, it almost sounds like a warm-up. Trips Frosted Tips. Yeah. How Now Brown Cow. Or a, you know, a snack food. Yeah, that does. That does sound like... <laughs> Trips Frosted Tips. Now part of this balanced breakfast. <laughs> Try to get your parents to buy it. And it's like, they show like one bowl of that, and then there's 500 oranges. Yeah, yeah. And like a bunch of a toast. huge glass of milk and... <laughs> Yeah, a giant glass Bacon of milk. and eggs. A, and <laughs> a giant thing of juice, a couple of eggs, part of this balanced breakfast that mm-hmm. no parent ever has time to make. Because mm-hmm. their kid is, you know, with, ugh, yeah, it's stupid. Um, <laughs> they used to do that, though. They would, oh, honest to God, be no, like, yeah, buy a cinnamon toast crunch. Mm-hmm. Part of a balanced breakfast. Your breakfast is balanced until you add cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. Then it just falls the fuck off. Uh-huh. Did I have a band? I don't think I had a band name. Oh, that's okay. Uh, Maybe, if anything, maybe The Creeps. Oh. Uh, isn't there a band called The Creeps? Probably. There's The Cramps. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. And then of. there's the so- the social distortion song, The Creeps. Right. I just want to gam on the Creeps. <laughs> yeah, there's that. So... <laughs> If you had a band called The Creeps, it would probably be a social distortion cover band. Oh, sure. Yeah. That makes sense. But uh, I guess I'm going to go with The Creeps. Okay. It sounds like an old an old punk band. That's fine by me. Sounds good. Any recommendations? Yes. For my recommendation is sort of an addendum uh, because I was talking about Nailed It mm-hmm. uh, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And it turns out that shit is international. They've got Nailed It France, Nailed It Mexico, Nailed It Germany. Interesting. And they're all really fun. I I put off the France one because I was like, they can bake in France. Like, (laughs) France is, they're known for being great bakers. You know, this French baking is like. French Yeah, it's the world class. So I watched it. It was the only episode of Nailed It I've ever watched where I was actually concerned for the safety of the contestants. (laughs) I thought they were going to seriously injure themselves. Oh, my God. There's broken glass. There's people, like, reaching into machines they shouldn't reach into. Oh, my God. I was like, somebody's going to lose a fucking finger. (laughs) The hosts of that one are the least uh, entertaining of the nailed-its. 
But the contestants, I saw the first episode, I was like, holy shit, the contestants are next level bad. So, okay. Yeah, so there's a bunch of nailed it, it turns out. So if you followed my recommendation for that one, the international ones are really good too. The Mexico one is Excellent. funny. Excellent. Yeah, those, so that's a fun watch. So, okay. Yeah. Check it out. They, they've all got the subtitles. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So. Yeah. International Nailed It is my recommendation okay. this week. Okay. What about cool. you? Um, I um, went ahead and got Disney Plus because I just, I, I can't, I there's so many things on there that I want to see. All the Marvel movies, uh, the Mandalorian, and, and most importantly for me, the Muppets stuff. Yeah, they just added the Muppets. Yeah. I'm a huge Muppets fan. And the only movie that they don't have on there that I'm really disappointed that they don't have is Muppet uh, Wizard of Oz. This TV special is mine, Kongsan! That was actually really fucking awesome. The the Muppet Treasure Island is a classic and is fucking hilarious and it has Tim Curry and it's brilliantly funny. Um, but the the what I've been binging and what I'm recommending is the Muppets, um, like, sitcom where they kind of did like the office parks and rec kind of thing where they were talking to the camera and that i remember that that's really good it is so 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 funny the best part of that show is the throwaway lines that like aren't really part of the plot but like somebody just says oh my god there it is so so hilarious um, and the, the whole Muppets concept, the whole concept of like the Muppets gone bad or whatever, or puppets, you know, bad puppets or whatever, that, that's been a thing that has been done a bunch, but honestly, nobody has done it as this good. Cool. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. It's fucking funny as shit. I'd still like to see Farscape characters show up in a Muppets show sometime. Because <laughs> be it's great. Jim Henson. That was that was yeah. all Henson design. Yeah. Yep. That'd be real fun. You just see like Pilot in the background or something. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I got that Disney Plus. So yeah. oh, I think I talked you into getting Disney Plus. Yes, you did. So the next one is called Detained, apparently. Mm-hmm. Do you remember mm-hmm. this one? Because I do I not. do. It's, you know... I'm I'm thrilled that it has Dean Stockwell in it, who Fuck I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Um, oh my god! Yeah, I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's just not a very my good. My father. Oh my god! <laughs> so many quantum leap jokes. So many quantum leap drops. Oh my god! Uh, where is quantum leap streaming? We got to find where that is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope it comes to, like, Disney Plus or something. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to watch that again. Other than that, I didn't... It's not a great episode. Oh, bummer. Yeah, it's it's like a Suleban, you know, uh, Dean Stockwell's a bad guy, you know, they're in, like, a prison kind... I don't know, it's just kind of bleh. All right, well, whatever. <laughs> It'll still be... I mean, we'll still enjoy... You know, it's we'll still enjoy doing it, you know. All right, well, we'll see you guys on the Facebook group. Yes. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. Uh, start, start, is it, what is it, what's our Instagram? It is Star Trek Stuff Podcast. All right, so follow Star Trek Stuff Podcast on Insta. I'm Bag of Lasers on Twitter. Give me a follow. Check out the Holocaust Saviors on Audible by Ryan Jennings. Yeah. And of course, Patreon, patreon.com yes. forward slash Star Trek stuff. Thank you so much to our patrons. You yes. are better humans than we are. And yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much for your support. And with that, we will uh, 
leap into another body next. We'll leap into another episode next week (laughs) with the people from Quantum Leap. Anyway, so there's a Quantum Leap reunion next week. Yes. And we're going (laughs) to... We're going to be there and talk about it and stuff. It's going to be fun. Bye. Bye. Oh, I went through a Christian haunted house thing once. Oh, God, I hate those. I've yeah. been through those, too. They're fucking awful. Where they show, like, people, like, like a woman getting an abortion, and, like, uh-huh. the abortion doctors are laughing at her, and they're just like, yeah. ha this was your choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there's, like, blood everywhere and shit like that, and everyone's <laughs> screaming, and... It's yeah, because that's that's how that goes. Um, uh-huh. Oh, th- there's also the whole end times one too. Oh, like you hell have yeah. to yeah. Those are the those are the the ones I used to go through. Was the 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 apocalypse, you know, four four horsemen kind of fucking thing, and it was always just terrible. They didn't have horses. But one of my favorite things about this one Christian haunted house was like they were like. Oh no! Okay, your life was bad, and you were bad, so you go to hell. So they they put you in a coffin, like yeah. they they put you in these coffins, and they, so you're in there with a couple of friends or whatever. And then you, they do whatever on the outside to give you the impression that you're going down, and there's right. there's fire. And then you open it up. I don't know what they do. I guess they like move you, they turn it around or something. I don't know what they yeah. do anyway. But it opens up, and you're in hell. Yeah. And they go all out, like the Satan. <laughs> Dude is just like they spent all the money on the hell part, and there's all these people screaming, and, and they're like, "No, I shouldn't have fornicated." Oh no, you know whatever it is. Oh no, I um uh, I went to a secular concert. Help me! You know this sort of this sort of stuff. I is- listen to rock music. <laughs> Yeah. I listened to rock music, and it wasn't Christian rock. Oh God, that stuff is Jesus. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Satan had like lasers coming out of him everywhere. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> so then, okay, so you do that, and you're like, wow. And then they run you through that, and it, it seriously is impressive. Like that's where they yeah. put all their effort into. And then you get to the heaven room. They're like, or you could accept Jesus and go here, and yeah. it sucked. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> no Everybody's effort. like sitting around. It's boring. Like there's nothing. You know, they're just like sitting on clouds or whatever. And I swear to you, this is all that they did. There was just like a a red carpet type thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there were cotton balls thrown on the ground, <laughs> like on the side of it. And then there's a podium, and there's one guy in a really shitty angel outfit, like with wonky yeah. wings and everything, and just oh going. Is, and he had like a giant book and it's like the book of life. And he's like, is your name in the book? Is your name in the book? Is your name in the book? In the book? <laughs> that's it. That was his only line. Oh my God. And that's all it was. That's supposed to be heaven. Uh, it, it was incredible. Anyway, but wow. yeah. So the scary parts of that were, were the hell part was fun. Yeah, that was a great show. Like it, it took was a great show. The weirdness of Twin Peaks, where it's like, okay, here's a little town in the Pacific Northwest. It's you know, further than that, because it's mm-hmm. in Alaska. But you get the yeah. idea. Uh, 
and it's weird. Weird stuff happens, but it's more of a comedy. Yeah, um, haha, kind of weird stuff. Northern Exposure had like a a sort of sweetness to it that made it mm-hmm. a lot easier to watch than Twin Peaks, where Twin oh, Peaks would just much be much more palatable than we- Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks oh is cool God, as shit, yes. but like. You can't just like be like, hey, check this out and show somebody Twin Peaks because yeah. they're just sitting there going like, why am I what watching this happening? like weird, badly acted, uh, yeah. uh, dark soap opera? And then all of a sudden uh. owls are screaming and everything is in slow motion. <laughs> like, yeah. like Northern Exposure was way easier yeah. to just like show somebody. Yes, yes. Yeah, Northern Exposure was like, hey, did you see Northern Exposure last night? It was so funny. He, 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 he. It's not like Twin Peaks. Like, I had nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything was fine. And then it was just like black and white strobes and like this guy yeah. named Bob. I don't know what Crawling just happened. up over her bed. That was terrifying. Seriously. Oh, that was my God. so fucked. David Lynch. <laughs> anyway, I love His- David Lynch, but fuck him at the same time. Our, I was at our local Bell's uh, grocery store, non-chain mm-hmm. grocery store or whatever, and they had whole mullet. Like, Ooh. yeah, like like with the heads and the the whole just the whole uh, a mullet. Wow! And I'd never really seen them. And yeah, I thought they were like the ones that were like the the missing link type, where they could <laughs> crawl around some. <laughs> I guess that's wrong. Is that? <laughs> Yeah. Is it the, wait, so that's the mud skipper. That's what I'm thinking of is a mud skipper, yeah. right? Yeah, you're thinking of a mud skipper, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I was really weirded out. I was like, well, one, I'm not going to eat the missing Understandable. Link, but okay. Understandable. They are very gross. Yeah, I was not into it. I'm not into the whole fish thing. I ordered that no. by accident once at a Mexican restaurant before I knew any Spanish. Ooh. Yeah. And, and they just brought me like a whole a fish. A whole dead fish. <laughs> With you're like, yeah, and like that, I'm never doing that again. Here's the problem with that it's, I mean, whatever you want to do as far as food, and and I'm not bagging on anybody's like no food customs or anything like that at all. But for me, when I go to a restaurant, it's because I don't want to do the work exactly, and it's like this, it took 45 minutes to eat because I'm sitting there just like. Picking it apart well, and trying making to... sure that you don't eat bones and shit like that. Yeah, the yeah. same thing happened to me one time when I went to a Chinese restaurant, and it was a really nice Chinese restaurant. Um, but they brought like a whole duck, and I was like, with the head and all, what? and I was just like, uh, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? You know, <laughs> I feel the same way. Honestly, I feel the same way about lobster. Like, give me lobster already taken apart i don't want to i don't want to deal with the veins that are full of poop (laughs) that is no thank you that's your job i don't want to eat that i don't want to be have my food near that yeah it makes sense it looks at you yeah sitting there looking at you (laughs) oh my god yeah well see in in cajun food we have the the crawfish Sure. Where we eat tons and tons and tons of crawfish, like a whole, there are just a bunch of tiny lobsters, and yeah. it's an absolute blast. And they're real salty and spicy, and it's super super fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a million little tiny ones, and that I can do. But the one giant one staring at me, yeah, 
that could be like 60 something years old like they live yeah. forever lobsters don't yeah. da- don't die of old age no. apparently uh-uh. nope uh which makes me think we should put a whole lot of money into studying lobsters yeah. but you would think but oh well. but no they people find them delicious so we have to eat them but yeah it's the eye stalks that are just sitting there plus the fact that you just put it into boiling water while it's alive no <laughs> i no that's not okay like they've started like spiking them in the head uh before oh, the doing God. that now like to just like quick kill it yeah so i don't know there's that that way it doesn't boil alive. But yeah, with crawfish, yeah, you boil tons and tons of them alive at the same time. And it's it's fun. They're, they're mean little creatures. They're just awful they're little bugs. bottom feeders. And yeah, they, they're basically just bugs. Yeah, and they happen to taste great is all. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's fine with that crawfish. It's fine. <laughs> Generally, every year I make a trek back to... Uh, I said trek. Uh, a trek <laughs> back to... <laughs> Louisiana for one crawfish boil, at least one, uh, mm. round about Easter. Nice. But speaking of Cajun food, um, yeah. 